we are focusing on the process of auditioning. Instead of focusing on the songs the kids are singing and how they sing the songs, we are deconstructing the audition process as its own talent. So the catchphrase we're using is, if you're a triple threat, this audition intensive will make you a quadruple threat. It's working with people. It's putting your best self in front of somebody in order to to get a job or to show them what you can do to let them know that you've got something that they might be able to use. It's one of the only places I think where you can go to get this kind of training. Welcome to St. Louis in Tune, where we size up current and historic events involving people, places, and things in areas such as the arts, crime, education, employment, faith, finance, food, history, housing, humor, justice, and sports. Our weekly podcast gives you the edge to live a more informed life. We discuss more than just St. Louis as we connect the Gateway City to our country's current cultural fabric and lives. We have somebody who we've interviewed before on the show, Uh Tony Parisi. Oh. And we have not interviewed Steve Neal, but Tony Parisi is a director and writer. His career began in St. Louis in the children's chorus at the Muni at age 10. He went on to a national tour of a chorus line, was on Broadway and 42nd Street. Wow. Me and My Girl, City of Angels. He's directed Hello, Dolly with Madeline Kahn, Uh Oliver with Ellen Green, Me and My Girl, Tim Curry. He choreographed Bernadette Peters in her Carnegie Hall and Radio City debuts. And he has some great stories about that. He choreographed the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, was director of the Hasty Pudding Theatricals at Harvard University for 23 years here in St. Louis. He choreographed and directed the critically acclaimed Last of the Red Hot Mamas at the New Jewish Theater. And he's the St. Louis Teen Talent Competition Writer Director. St. Louis High School Musical Theater Awards, creative director of the Festival of Lights in Keener Plaza. Uh-huh. Wow. All right. What more can you do? How did you get him on the show? And then Steve Neal. Uh-huh. He's an award-winning composer, conductor, pianist, degree in film scoring from Berkeley College of Music. This oh, is wow. a big deal. That is a Written big and produced deal. music for film, video games, live theater. He's directs the renowned choir at St. Margaret of Scotland Parish here in St. Louis, adjunct faculty at Webster U, sings in the a cappella Celtic group you'll love list, the We Heavies, the We Heavies, and has music directed and done some sound design for many local and national theater companies. Tony and Steve, welcome to St. Louis in Tune. Nobody's there. What an accomplished guest we're going to have here in just a minute. And the reason we're having them on is because from July 26th to July 30th uh-huh. at the Kranzberg on Grand, there is an activity, and I'm going to call it it's a week-long activity, right. that is about how to basically improve your audition process. So if you're interested in, mm-hmm. like, the theater, or you're interested in dance or music mm-hmm. or going on Broadway or being right. like one of these shows down at the Muni, right. or even getting on, what are those shows, The Voice, uh-huh. or... Oh, yeah. Uh, what are the America's Got Talent? Oh, what a great show! Or there's another one. Actually, that, great uh, shows. What's it called? Yeah, there's about three of them. They're fantastic shows, and you it it takes a little know how and how to make those things work for you too. Yeah, it, it does because those things are very important to if you're just butting in on that industry, you just may think just I, if I sing well, if I dance well. 
gee, if I've got everything going for me, I can get in there and do that. But there's a whole lot more to that particular kind of thing. And what you're wearing, what your song selection is, how you've got, do you have a resume together? Excuse me. Is your song in the right key? Because a lot of times when you go into these auditions, there is an accompanist there and you just plop the music in front of them and they are, they're skilled at being able to play anything in any key and in any tempo and whatever, Uh but you've got to have the music for them. It's not like you're, they're psychic that they know exactly what you're thinking. You've got a piece that you're going to sing in the key of G and you give them something in the key of D flat major. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, that's not my key. That's what you gave me to play. So it's all these little kinds of things Mm -hmm. that they are trying to get people uh, together with. Uh And it's a cool thing. It's going to be down at the Fox July 26th through the 30th. And there's a cost involved. Really? Yeah, but it's a really good cost. All right. The Fox Theater is inexpensive, too. But what a beautiful place to go. So I've got here location is Kranzberg. Oh, no. Is that the cost there? No, that's yes. not the cost. Two hundred and fifty. Yes, two hundred and fifty dollars. Look at the breakdown. Okay, so the breakdown is. Let's see. The location is Kranzberg. The Kranzberg, which is five hundred one North Grand Boulevard, and it's uh, the zip code is six three one zero three. So it's it is in the city of St. Louis, but it's scheduled again. <laughs> excuse me, from uh, Monday, July twenty sixth, through Friday, July the thirtieth, and it's a uh, nine to three thirty. There's free parking, which is uh, really great. It's free parking, but it is, they're trying to make a connection now. You can hear it. Anyway, it's free parking provided in the Fox Club lot, which the Fox Club lot is, the Fox Club lot is, have you ever been in the Fox Club? I have not. Oh man, what a nice place that is. So you got the Fox Club lot and scholarships are available. Space is limited on some of those as well. So if you are uh, considering or wanting to be a part of that, you can go. We have a website. It's it's a long website. I guess we could uh, post that. Yeah, somewhere. if they go to the just to the uh, Fox, if they go to the Fox Theater, will work because the information's there. They just need to follow. Look for audition intensive. It's a summer workshop. And if they go to foxpacf.org, foxpacf.org, that's how they can get to that. And uh, we're going to have Tony and Steve on in ju- in just a moment, folks. The thing that I like about this is, and being a musician myself is there is so much that you learn in the process from veterans who have been in the industry, from those people who have gone through the hills and the valleys, if I would say it that way, and who can give you the insights. And really what it takes is for people to be able to absorb these things and sit down and listen. A lot of times youngsters think, oh, I got it, I know it all. Mm-hmm. And it's, dude, no, you don't. Yeah. Or do that, no, you don't. Do that. You, right. Yeah, do that, that's a female dude. Okay. So it's important that... <laughs> It's important that you listen to people who have mentored other successful students who have been themselves there Mm -hmm. and who have experienced or watched these things happen. This has worked. This has not worked. I found in my life Mm -hmm. when I've been under the baton, okay, okay, when I've been a performer, Ah, when I've been under the baton of somebody who's really good, I picked up some rehearsal cue Mm -hmm. techniques. And I've also learned from those who weren't so hot. Ah. You learn, well, I'm not going to do that when I go to do it. Okay, I'm not going to do it that way. Oh, right. that's a really good way to do that. So 
It's those kinds right. of things that do that. Well, one thing about trying to perform live, too, I'm just going to say this because I know everything. Just ask my wife. So, <laughs> or your kids. I'm <laughs> my kids, right. Dad knows everything. But I find being your, and it's a hard thing to do. Yeah. When you get on that stage, I know you got to perform and I know you got to turn it on and turn it off, but, and you bring your talent through. But being yourself, too, along parallel with that talent, I'd love to talk to our guests about it a little bit, but being yourself makes a big difference. Well, I think people who have been in the industry can see through fake. Yeah. And once, and I find once you're yourself, once you finally break through and you become yourself, I see it in, in the radio industry a lot. People come up, and they'll be uh, Mr. DJ. Hello, everybody. <laughs> hey. Right. Thank, and, but once they just become themselves, once that just comes through, then they become very successful in the industry. Well, what's great about this is they're doing this week-long thing, and then the very last day, uh-huh. they're going to have you audition Ooh. in front of uh, an audition panel. And here are some of the, the guest judges. Okay. Besides, besides Tony and Steve, you've got Andrew Kuhlman, who is the associate producer with Stages St. Louis, uh-huh. Yvonne Meyer-Hare, who's a professional dance studio owner and director, mm-hmm. Nancy Sherwin, who's director of youth programs, retired from the Muni, right. and Dr. Philip Woodmore, who's the music director for the Muni Kids. Mm. Really good they can give you feedback. It's mm-hmm. instantaneous because a lot of times you go to an audi- audition, mm-hmm. you're in, you're out. How did I do? I have no clue, no feedback, no nothing. So, Steve and Tony, are you on the line? Yeah, yeah. we are. Good morning. Oh, wow. We've been talking a little bit about what's what you're going to be involved with, uh, with the audition workshop. And from your perspective, because I was just repeating things that I'd read, I also saw some of the videos that were posted. Describe a little bit about what this audition workshop summer intensive is i'll take the lead on that this is tony we are focusing on the process of auditioning instead of focusing on the songs the kids are singing and how they sing the songs we are deconstructing the audition process as its own talent so the catchphrase we're using is if you're a triple threat this audition intensive will make you a quadruple threat because it is its own it is its own thing how to audition so we break it down to where the kids have to just stand still for two minutes in front of the room we then talk about walking into the room and what that's and how to assess an audition room we teach them how to talk to the accompanist so that they get the right tempos and the right cuts and how to uh, get the accompanist on your side. We talk about when you're finished to stand and wait for the next instruction and don't just assume it's over. So all of those things that everybody seems to take for granted, but you have to rehearse those things just as much as you rehearse your audition songs. Now, and that's a great point, and I would ask you, and I would say, welcome back to St. Louis in Tune, Tony, is why is that important? Because just like in, in all other walks of life, you might be the greatest interior decorator or the greatest marine biologist, but if you're going to go in an interview for a position, you need to ace the interview and then show them what the talent is that you have. Your talent alone in this world today is not going to get you the job. Hmm. That's good advice. That, that's really important. And yeah. first impressions, they are remembered, aren't they? Hmm. They certainly are. 
And all, kids today, they all say, oh, it's not nice to judge people and no one should judge you and all of this. Guess what? The minute you walk into the room, you're being judged, whether you like it or not, whether you know it or not. And somebody behind the table may think you remind them of somebody that they don't really like. And that's not your fault, but it opens kids' eyes to realize, wow, every move I make is creating an impression. Now, Steve, I think I remember reading somewhere in some of the uh, literature about uh, the audition workshop, Summer Intensive, is that there are three levels. So if maybe you're just a budding dancer or singer or something like that, or all the way up to somebody who's really wanting to break into Broadway and who has done a lot of uh, singing and maybe dancing in some other kinds of things, like maybe at the Muni, talk about those different levels and how you will approach those things. Yeah, so just to clarify, this particular workshop, we're going to go with an intermediate level of, of performer. That way we can hone in on the skills specific, the, the needs specific to an intermediate level uh, a group. If we've got beginners and advanced, then we can't really focus in on specific skills. So hopefully Tony and I will do another workshop for beginners, another workshop for advanced but this particular one is intermediate skill. So these are going to be kids who have maybe done a show or two at their high school or maybe at COCA or something like that, and they've got the bug. They think they want to do more auditioning and really need the process demystified and made comfortable for them so that they can step in and be super confident in that audition. And I can't believe the cost of this. I was We were talking about this uh, gentleman earlier that when you break this down, it's $8.33 an hour. Mm. Cheap. For what, for what you guys <laughs> are giving. Take a private lesson for an hour for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. And I can't believe that people yeah. would not want to take advantage of this kind oh. of thing, especially if the, their kids are involved in this. Now, I've always wondered this. Steve, what's the name of your parrot? <laughs> The name of my parrot? Yeah. Like, I saw the video. First of all. (laughs) Or or it's a cockatiel. I I saw the video, and there's this parrot back there, kind of assisting you. (laughs) There is. (laughs) There is. She's right here. She says hello. Her name is Artemis. Okay. Artemis. Okay. I was listening and watching you guys. I was like, look at that parrot back there. That's really cool. (laughs) Forget them. I want to know more about the parrot. (laughs) (laughs) Artemis. So as you have performed, you've written a lot. What has been the greatest challenge to your ability? I know you're an accompanist. You also sing in the the We Heavies. And there's been a lot of challenging things that have gone on in your career. What has been the most challenging thing to your musical ability? I think that music has always been a thing that's, that's been in my DNA, even since I was a little kid. But it's always the... The ability to, I can sit down and play the piano for you, no problem. But as a, as an introvert, it's always been like the audition. It's been the audition or at least the interview or the, the interpersonal aspects that, that I went to this great music school in Boston and, and I've been training since I was six years old, but nobody ever teaches you how to do this thing. And, and literally, I'm so glad you asked that question because it ties right into what Tony and I are talking about in this audition. It's 
working with people. It's putting your best self in front of somebody in order to, to get a job or to show them what you can do to let them know that you've got something that they might be able to use. That's always been the biggest struggle for me. And so I'm really glad we get the opportunity to help you know, somebody figure out how to do this thing. It's one of the only places I think where you can go to get this kind of training. Tony said, your talent can take you just so far, but you've got to have this interpersonal aspect. You've got to be able to relate to people. You've got to be able to stand in front of them and and sell your wares, so to speak, without crumbling under the pressure. And that's always been my town call, was crumbling under the pressure. And it was that pressure you put on yourself or pressure that was coming from outside in or both totally on myself it took me a long time to realize that the people that i'm playing if i'm auditioning for a job or whatever the people that i'm playing for want me to be successful they don't really want (laughs) they don't want to sit for 500 auditions in a row they just want somebody who's going to come in and be good and so the pressure that that my that I put on myself and a lot of performers put on themselves. You walk into this room in front of these people you don't know. They look intimidating. They might be bored or whatever. Yeah. They've been doing this all day. They're tired. Right. right. Maybe a little cranky. But that puts a lot of pressure on you. And as soon as you say, okay, well, I'm going to do the best audition ever. Mm-hmm. And then you walk out on that stage and make one teeny little mistake with all of that pressure that you put on yourself it's like a house of cards and things start to fall down and things start to come apart and then you want to put more pressure on yourself it becomes this vicious cycle Mm. Um, so i hope that this week with these kids will help them to understand that you don't have to put that pressure on yourself in that way i think a little pressure is a very good thing and i think tony would agree agree. on that but to build that pressure cooker up until it's going to explode that's counterproductive obviously it is to to the craft of what you're doing and to the really from a personal perspective as a musician also to the enjoyment of what you're doing and if you can't enjoy what you're doing then you you know it's not productive for you we're having a conversation with tony parisi and steve neal about the audition workshop summer intensive which will be held at the Fox Theater, excuse me, the, the Cran 501 North Grand Boulevard. Go to foxpacf.org. Tony, this one's for you. And it All deals right. with something very similar to what I asked Steve, but it is what is the most surprising occurrence in your Broadway career, whether you're performing or directing, where you've had to improvise? And the reason I ask that is it's the flexibility aspect, and I'm not talking about physical flexibility here per se, but your personal flexibility in dealing with stress. And how did you have to improvise in a situation, whether you're a performer or director? Wow. I probably could come up with a lot of those. I I spent three and a half years being the dance captain on Broadway of a, the most wonderful show called Me and My Girl, which is not Tommy Tune. It's the British show, Me and My Girl. And we were at the Merritt Marquis Theater. We opened the Merritt Marquis Theater on Broadway, actually. And I was the dance captain swing. So I was the swing for 16 male ensemble members and had to know all of their parts. There were several times that more than one guy was out. And I had to 
it was being one of those plate spinners in the circus <laughs> <laughs> where I was like, I had to assess on the spot, okay, I'm in for this guy, but that guy's also out, and he takes a chair off in the end of that scene, so I have to do that, but I better be back to the other side of the stage to make the entrance with the tray of wine for that guy. Uh, so wow, <laughs> it was fun all the time, and I never knew you get to the theater and they say, oh, you know what, Tony's out tonight, so you're on for that person. Um, and, and so I, I think it was during those days when I had to know all those parts, and I had to keep the ball in the air, and I, I had to make sure that everything was taken care of, no matter who I was on for. Kind of reminds me of the Ed Sullivan show, where you're spinning the plates around and running back and forth doing certain <laughs> things like that. It was exactly like that. Do you think that, and I don't say kids today, but this is over the course of time, because even when you were first performing, both of you, do you think that youngsters who got wanted to get into the business really realized that kind of extent to which you really need to be versatile? Or is that something that, you, oh, wow, I guess if I really want to progress in the business here, I need to be a little more versatile. I need to be a little more flexible in, in what I'm doing. Yeah, I, I think it's something that you quickly assess when you're there. You look around and you say, wow, <laughs> I'm not really the understudy of this person, but if I know their lines and something happens, I can tell the stage manager, I'll go on for them. It's just like an instinct when you get into actual real show business. You, you have to be a survivor. Absolutely. That's, go ahead, Steve. That's how. That's really how a career is made, I think. Tony has, has been on stage. He's been backstage, you know, dance captain, stage manager. I have done, I've made a career out of playing the piano, but also singing and writing, conducting that's how a career in performing arts is made, I think. It's a great career. It's a beautiful career. But versatility is really the key. You want to be that person that says, oh, yeah, I can do that. And sometimes you say those words even if you're not sure that you can actually do that. <laughs> but then right. you just got to step in and, and go for it anyway. And yeah, and we're going to touch on this during the intensive because it is a musical theater audition intensive, so it is about them getting up and singing their up tempo and ballad. But every day, I'm going to do some. I'm going to do a different form of dance. So, I'm going to teach them a time step and how to tap dance. Which, of course, in a half an hour, nobody's going to learn how to tap dance. But I'm going to open their eyes to say, "Hey." If you're at an audition and the choreographer says, do you know how to do a time step? This is what they mean. Another day I'm going to do ballet and I'm going to teach them how to do a pirouette and some Chenet turns and things like that so that the words don't scare you. If you're at an audition and they say, can you do a double pirouette to the right? You're going to at least understand what that means and you're going to be able to look at the person who really can do it and say, oh, yeah, I remember that time that I was in that audition intensive. We we did these things. Because you're ne you never know. Like doing a show like Barnum, for instance. You have to walk a tightrope. You have to be able to do a unicycle. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to at least open the kids' minds that just singing and having a great voice is not enough this in this day and age. 
I, I think that's a really important point. And the things that you've been talking about, understanding what the language is, every field of work, whether you're a, a lawyer or an educator or in medicine or in uh, the music industry, everybody has a, a language. Everybody has definitions. And if you don't know what the basic ones are, it really puts you at a disadvantage whether you think you're a hot talent or not. And uh, I know you have both mentored and coached, given lessons, given encouragement along the way to uh, young performers. Where have some of those performers ended up in their career? Wow. We have Miss Christina Jones right now in Boston. Is she at the conservatory, Steve? She is, and she's at the Boston Conservatory at Berkeley College of Music. Absolutely killing it. Just released an EP not too long ago. What else? We've had we have Joanna Serenko, who we worked with. The Teen Talent Competition was got very far on the voice, voice. Mm-hmm. a couple of seasons ago. And yeah, we've got we've had kids on Broadway, kids out performing all over the place. So it's uh, one of my now, part- our, our teen talent experience is, is a completely different thing. But I love teen talent because I get to work with different kinds of talented kids. This audition intensive is strictly for kids who want to be on Broadway in musical theater. But those kids who are amazingly talented in other ways, I love working with them. I, I like to watch The Voice. I know that there are several shows like that. And it's in, interesting to me as a listener and as a watcher how some individuals who perform, they do well one week and the next week they don't. And I know you have your ups and downs as you perform, but I have also noticed that song selection is critical. Mm-hmm. And will, will you gentlemen address that? And I know you're probably going to talk about that because you may have the greatest voice in the world, but if you pick the wrong song, it's not going to work. Steve, go for it. it's one of the absolute most important things that you can think about when you're getting ready for an audition. Song selection is huge. Hmm. Um, And we will talk a lot about that. In fact, on the, one of the, on the very first day, the kids are going to bring in the songs that they think are the right songs. (laughs) We're going to look at those before they even sing them. And then we're going to talk about them and use the week to figure out, is this the best song or not? Wow. A great example, we were just talking about Christina Jones with the Teen Talent Cup. And Christina was in that competition three years in a row and just didn't have the right song. She was a talented kid, but she, she took the time. She grew a little. She learned from the process. And the year that she won, I, I think people are still talking about that performance. It was, it was otherworldly. But she's saying, Tony, I'm blanking on the name of the song. It's with you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's anyway, yeah. it was brilliant. It was the exact right song for her. And just to see her step into that song and really wear it like it's a second skin and bring that to the audience and see how the audience responded. It, it was absolutely magical. So, yes, song selection is so critical to a good audition. So we'll talk about know the show you're auditioning for. Know what the people are looking for. If you're going to go and audition for me and my girl, don't come in and sing maybe Memory from Cats or pick a song. (laughs) Song selection is important. Yeah, it's important for, for us, though, that, again, going back to just stripping down the basics of an audition, we're treating this audition intensive as just a general 
auditions. So when we talk about getting to the advanced level, we'll start talking about building a book, an audition book, so that you have songs from the 60s and you have a classic Broadway song and you have a legit song. But for what we're doing in July this year is just getting through a basic musical theater audition. So we're going to try to fit kids' songs with their personalities and their vocal type. But then, of course, as you get more advanced, you get more songs that you need to have in your book at the ready. I think it's really important and, and critical that, and you guys are going to do this, that when you're doing your mock auditions at the end, that they get feedback directly from the judges. And, and when you're doing that in, in real life, mm-hmm. it's you don't even know how you do maybe until you see your name not up on a, a sheet or maybe they say, okay, next. And you don't really get any feedback. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the greatest things about this. You guys are giving them all this information and then they're going to do this mock audition. And correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's the whole key to this whole thing is we're going to give them all the tips along the way. And, and then instead of doing the mock audition for Steve and myself, who they've been working with and are comfortable with now, they're going to walk into a room of people they don't know. And they're going to have to really do an audition. But as you say, they're going to get the feedback. And I think that's the goal is, the people at the behind the table are not going to know who they are. They're not going to know who the people behind the table are. And it's going to be an honest assessment of how they... We're going to talk to the panel as well to set them up to know what they're in for and what to think about. But that's the most exciting thing. And the, the biggest thing we're going to offer is that chance to hear directly. Because as you said before... You walk away and then you second guess and then you beat yourself up and then maybe the next audition you come in with a different attitude and this is going to say to them, look, here's what we saw. So this is what you can work on. Really important point. Steve, any last words to piggyback off of what uh, Tony was saying there? Yeah, I think that, I love that he said that's gold. This is the gold. Hearing this feedback from these professionals in the industry when these kids do this mock audition is the gold. And I think that, I hope that what the kids can take away from the process is that sometimes you might be the best singer the auditioners heard all day, or you might be the best dancer. You're still not going to get the part because maybe you just weren't what they were looking for. So I think that some of this feedback from the judges could help the kids to understand that sometimes it's not about the talent. It's about the look or the voice, like the the timbre of the voice, not Mm -hmm. even what the voice can do. Or there's something they're looking for specifically. If you're auditioning for a role and and they need a a five-foot-five brunette and you are six-foot-three blonde, then <laughs> right. probably not happening. Super great, but you're not going to get that role. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think a lot of I think a lot of young people don't quite understand that, or if they do, they haven't really taken that to heart. So, I think this is going to be great. So, folks, if you want to learn to audition like a pro, a Broadway pro, you've got two pros here: Tony Parisi and Steve Neal, who are going to give you an intensive time for young pre-professionals this is age 14 to 19 just to put that age group out there july 26th through the 30th this is going to be at the cransburg on north grand 
It's a Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 3.30 p.m., and the cost is $250. It's $8.33 an hour. So I figured that out. I did my math on that. We still have some scholarships as well, so Ah. they can apply for a scholarship. Excellent. And you can do that on foxpacf.org, foxpacf.org, and get all the information about that. Tony and Steve, thanks very much for coming on St. Louis in Tune. We'd love to have you guys back and talk more about your careers and the things that you've done to really help individuals like Mark and myself enjoy the theater and enjoy music and also what you've done to really encourage young budding performers to become the best that they can be. Great. We'll give you an update after the audition and see how it goes because they're going to give us feedback, these kids. So we're all learning. That's great. Thanks, Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. We appreciate you listening to this episode of St. Louis in Tune. Take time to look at the show notes on the website for everything that was mentioned on this episode. St. Louis in Tune is produced in cooperation with KWRH 92.9 FM and Motif Media Group. For St. Louis in Tune, I'm Arnold Stricker.